Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Team coverage this morning. Drag racing and donuts and what can happen to dangerous drivers who do that sort of thing. I'm John Doman. Big, big oops when it comes to school funding in a part of our area. We'll tell you what the results are and how they're fixing that. It was a day of gains on Wall Street at the closing bell. The Dow was up 369 points Tuesday. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. A police standoff in Grants Pass, Oregon, with a man accused of torturing women has ended. CBS affiliate KTVL says the 36-year-old man has shot and killed himself. CBS's Christine Weicker is there. The five-hour standoff with police and Benjamin Foster has ended. They moved in with shields and helmets. Mr. Foster had been holed up the crawl space under a house that belonged to one of his victims. Foster was accused of attacking a woman at the house and leaving her unconscious, bound, and near death a week ago. Tyree Nichols will be laid to rest Wednesday. Vice President Kamala Harris scheduled to attend the funeral. On the eve of the service, the family appeared at a news conference along with the Reverend Al Sharpton. Don't mistake in our non-violence we are angry, but we're disciplined. That's right. We're furious, but we're focused. Winter storm alerts are up from Texas to West Virginia, says CBS's Omar Villafranca. A dangerous winter storm is gripping the south, snarling travel from Texas to Kentucky. Creating chaos on the roads. Slow down. Don't don't take these uh, roads for granted. And canceling thousands of flights. Texas bearing the brunt. Thundersleet and freezing rain reported across the Lone Star State. A man with an assault-style rifle opened fire inside a big store in Omaha, Nebraska Tuesday. For those who work at the Target store in Omaha... I was scared that this is how I might die at work. It was a day they'd like to forget. It was just terrifying. And kind of... It was very relief when the police showed up. Police Chief Todd Schmaderer says they got there quickly and that the suspect was fatally shot. The suspect is a white male. I'm going to estimate that he's in his 30s. He had an AR-15 rifle with him and plenty of ammunition. There's evidence to suggest with shell casings that he entered the target and was firing rounds. No one was physically hurt. Matt Piper, CBS News. The district attorney in Santa Fe, New Mexico, has charged actor Alec Baldwin and weapons specialist Hannah Gutierrez-Reed with involuntary manslaughter in a shooting death on the set of the film Rust. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has details. Video and pictures from around the time of the shooting allegedly show multiple instances where Baldwin had his finger on the trigger of the gun. Baldwin has claimed he did not fire the weapon, but an FBI forensic review found the trigger had to be pulled for that gun to fire. That tiny but dangerously radioactive capsule that fell off a truck along a remote stretch of desert highway in Western Australia last month has been found. An emergency services official said it was like finding a needle in a haystack. This is CBS News. This is Ryan Blaney, driver number 12, discount tire Ford Mustang. Ever wonder what gives me a winning edge? A quick pit stop to check your tires can go a long way, whether you're driving on the track or just on the road. Properly maintained tires handle better in all weather conditions and provide you with safe stopping power. Do a safety check on your tread depth at home or go online and book a tire inspection appointment. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. WTLP at 303. 
Good Wednesday morning, midweek. Welcome to a new month, February 1st, 2023. Light snow this morning as you rise, then partly sunny later today and cold. No real accumulation expected except for grassy areas. 20s and 30s for the high throughout the day. We're at 35 in our nation's capital right now. A good Wednesday morning to you. We thank you for taking us along for your early 3 a.m. hour ride. Among the top stories we're following for you this morning as we head into this day together, we begin the ride with a major development this morning and a high-profile killing in the district. Police say they have now arrested the man responsible for the deadly shooting of 13-year-old Karan Blake in Northeast earlier this month. WTOP's Nick Ionelli starts our team coverage Wednesday morning. The suspect in the shooting of Karan Blake has been identified as 41-year-old Jason Lewis of Northeast D.C. He's been charged with second-degree murder while armed, D.C. Police Chief Robert County. Anytime we have a loss of life, especially that of a child, that's something that really just pierces my soul, to be quite honest with you. So why did it take so long? The shooting happened back on January 7th. County says there were conflicting and confusing details in the case, plus a lot of video evidence. People were just coming like, hey, here's the camera from my house, my business, my et cetera, that really helped us to get to where we are. In the district, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. I'm Megan Cloherty. Karan Blake begged for his life in the moments before police say Jason Lewis fired two shots at him. Court documents say security video captures Blake saying, I'm sorry and no numerous times before yelling, I'm a kid, I'm a kid. But Chief Robert Conti says video shows the first shot Lewis fired wasn't at Blake. It appears that the first shot was fired actually at a getaway vehicle. Conti says that shot unraveled a chain of events as Karan Blake was running toward the vehicle before the shot and then changed direction, sprinting toward Lewis. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, I don't know if he knew uh, that Mr. Lewis was standing where he was standing. Or that he was armed. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Now, Lewis's attorney says he maintains his innocence. A judge has ordered him, meantime, held without bond until his next hearing. WTOP's Mike Marillo is hearing now from the member of the boy's family who's been calling for the arrest since the shooting actually happened. I'm just saying thank you. Thank you, thank you for the whole family. Sean Long of Northeast D.C. is Blake's grandfather, and those thank yous, he says, are for police and the mayor and others who helped bring about an arrest in this case. Long says even though his grandson is accused of breaking into cars with others that night. When you're messing with cars or you mess messing with somebody, probably somebody, they don't have the right to shoot you or kill you. You're supposed to call 911. Long says when Blake yelled, I'm sorry, and I'm a kid too, Lewis. That man should have just went on and said, okay, get, your, get, get away from here. I'm going to call him. I'll grab him. You should have just grabbed him. You could have hold the little boy to the police came or something. Long says he also thanks members of the community who showed up to meetings and even took part in protests over the shooting. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Pop-up car shows in Maryland are leading to drag racing and drivers trying some dangerous stunts on the roads that you're actually driving on. A local law from the beach put a stop to it. Now Maryland leaders are considering statewide action on this one. I'm sure you've seen a driver doing donuts on the Bay Bridge. Ocean City Mayor Rick Meehan highlighting that moment you might remember while also recounting the years of problems an event organized by law-breaking drivers on social media brought to his town. They blatantly defied these laws. They block off an entire intersection and innocent civilians get caught in the middle. Michael Shire, part of Anne Arundel County's FOP, also urged passage of this bill which would allow those drivers to be arrested, their vehicles impounded. Let me tell you, there's nothing worse for somebody who's a car enthusiast than having to walk home. A similar bill passed last year but was vetoed by Governor Larry Hogan because of a late amendment even supporters agree made the bill less effective. John Dome in WTOP News. In Virginia, there was a mistake apparently in calculating state aid for K-12 through schools. The state's education department is now acknowledging this week the error. 
It is leaving some school systems with less cash than they expected to have for the year. The Richmond Times-Dispatch first reported this issue. The paper says this was connected apparently to the elimination of grocery taxes. It means local school divisions will get more than $200 million less than expected, including $58 million fewer for the current school year. Democrats who control the state Senate say they expect to find a way to fix this. Stay tuned. Wednesday morning, middle of the week, a new month, February 1st. Glad you're with us. 308 on WTLP. Welcome Michael in. and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Driving and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTLP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Dean. Uh, new problem's going to be right at the Mar- Maryland District Line. Southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway as you go over top of U.S. 50, uh, single vehicle rollover. It's along the left side, but for now, all traffic is stopped. Uh, once you do get moving, more than likely you'll get by by squeezing to the right. But uh, we have a couple of listeners who are actually caught in the backup, and they're g- going to give us a call when they start moving again. For now, everybody stop southbound Baltimore-Washington Parkway just before you go over top of US 50. So if you're coming down the parkway from the Beltway, definitely self-divert. Jump on the New York uh, toward New York Avenue uh, to avoid that stop traffic. Northbound side both on D.C. 295 and then on the Baltimore-Washington Park, where you're not affected, all lanes are open. Now, in the district itself, in northwest, still have Connecticut Avenue block northbound uh, between California Street and Colorama Road. So it looks like they're going to turn, they're diverting you at California, so you can't go beyond that point as a result of the crash. So just be aware, uh, folks are being diverted there for the moment. Uh, southbound traffic was getting by. And the good news is there's not much of a delay. Now, 95 northbound, the work zone that was, as you approach and pass, 895 headed up toward the Patapsco River. That work zone now picked up and cleared. All lanes are open. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking areas of rain and snow right now on Storm Team 4 radar. That will move on through the area. Could be some minor accumulation on grassy surfaces, maybe on your car and on rooftops and trees. But most of the roads should be A-OK. The exception could be north and west of the city, where we could see some bridges and overpasses become a little bit icy. So watch out there. But still, give yourself plenty of extra time for that morning rush on our Wednesday. Temperatures in the afternoon with a mix of sun and clouds up into the upper 30s to low 40s. Thursday, upper 30s to low 40s. And frigid air moves in for Friday and Saturday. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. We're at 31 in Rockville, 32 Ashburn, 33 District Heights. We're at 34 now in our nation's capital. This check brought to you Wednesday morning, February 1st by Long Fence here on WTOP. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Coming up this Wednesday morning, February 1st, for you early hour here on WTOP. Students return to classes after a classmate suffered an apparent drug overdose. I'm Dick Yoliano. This problem couldn't be more urgent. Overdoses spike among Montgomery County teens. I'm Luke Lukert. Good morning. Welcome to WTOP. It's 310. WTOP. Here's Kelly White, founder and CEO of Risk Recon from Federal News Network Cyber Industry Exchange. Sponsored by Risk Recon, a MasterCard company. You want to get better risk outcomes, lower rates of destructive ransomware events that take your supplier offline and impact your operations, or lower rates of just general breach events in your supply chain. Do business with companies that have good cybersecurity hygiene. Watch the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Industry Exchange Cyber. 
Have you been hit with a crippling cyber attack that stemmed from a third-party vendor? Executive Order 14028 calls for changes in cyber supply chain risk management to help agencies work with vendors more securely. Risk Recon, a MasterCard company, gives you the visibility to understand and act on risk in your cyber supply chain, giving you the clarity you need to do business with vendors who meet all compliance standards. Don't wait. Learn more today at riskrecon.com. Good morning. Welcome to WTOP. It's 312. Glad you're with us. This is WTOP News. The man who was shot locally near Coolidge High in northwest D.C. earlier this week has died. D.C. police say 36-year-old Michael Gaddis worked with D.C.'s Safe Passage, Safe Blocks program, which actually aims to keep kids safe as they travel to and from school. The shooting happened around 3 in the afternoon Monday this week after an apparent argument. At least two individuals uh, who appear to be um, acquainted with each other somehow uh, got involved in some type of dispute. And as a result of that, you know, something that you have heard me say uh, time and time again, somebody in that dispute had a gun and they used that firearm. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti says police do not have any suspects, at least not yet. Classes resume later today, this Wednesday, at Wakefield High in Arlington after learning was disrupted this week on Tuesday following an apparent drug overdose. A Wakefield student was taken to the hospital in critical condition after he was found unresponsive in a bathroom. Four other boys underwent medical evaluation. Arlington County Police did not provide information about the type of drug that may have been involved. But a parent who asked not to be named said the school community was advised this year of the threat of opioids. The students were given early dismissal because of the incident, and school counselors will be available as classes resume. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. Teens overdosing on fentanyl is such a local problem in Montgomery County specifically. Schools have started carrying Narcan. Now the county council is trying to figure out why the problem is so serious and how to fix it. Overdoses overall are going down, which we want to see. They're actually rising in our in our youth population, in our school-aged children. Just this month, five students in Montgomery County have died from fentanyl overdoses. Council member Will Juwando. The scale and scope of this problem couldn't be more urgent. Juwando is traveling to county high schools on a listening tour, learning about the crisis from students. One of the things that's clear is that they're dealing with a lot, dealing with, you know, academic stress. And, and learning loss trying to catch up. So the pressure is immense on them. Juwando and the Health and Human Services Committee will hold a hearing later next month to lay out possible solutions. The ultimate marker is we want to see education of this issue go up. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Are the problems with the independent state agency that helps Maryland parents finance their children's higher education may not be fixed for months. That's what the executive director of Maryland 529, as the program is known, says in a memo obtained by the Baltimore Sun. Nearly 500 people in all who invested at a prepaid college savings plan with Maryland 529 say they have been unable to access their money since last spring or they got lower payments than expected. It was in 2021 the trust discovered a calculation error that led some accounts to get higher interest payments than they should have. That then prompted the agency to suspend interest earning on accounts in the spring of last year while it worked on a fix for this. In response to questions from state lawmakers, the program's executive director says in the memo, the problem may not be resolved until late this year. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Wednesday morning, 1st of February. Welcome in 315 Sports Time and Rob's turn this morning. The Capitals go into the All-Star break on a high note, grabbing a 4-3 overtime win in Columbus despite twice blowing a two-goal lead. Coach Peter Laviolette. It was a kind of a messed up first period. I thought we started okay and then lost at times along the way. Just decisions with the puck, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't clean. Stayed with it and nice plan over time to get the second point. Evgeny Kuznetsov scored his eighth career overtime winner just 26 seconds into the extra session, making Charlie Lindgren a winner in net after his 31-save night. Back home, Maryland improved to 3-3 three and three against ranked opponents this season with a 66-55 win over Indiana. The Terps' third straight victory to improve to 6-5 and five in the Big Ten and improve their chances of a return to the NCAA tournament. In this week's D.C. Sports Huddle, we focused on Washington's multiple milestone Super Bowl anniversaries, including Tuesday's 35th anniversary of the 1987 team that made Doug Williams the first black quarterback to start in a Super Bowl. We were joined by ESPN 630 host and WTOP alum Andy Polin, who set the record straight on the infamous how long have you been a black quarterback question posed to Williams. It really was unfair that, that the reporter didn't ask that question. In fact, it was an excellent question. And it's it's too bad that people associate that with the stupidity of some of the questions that are asked at the Super Bowl. <laughs> the full story, along with Andy's experience at Super Bowl 17 and a slew of must-hear tidbits from both championship squads, in this week's D.C. Sports Auto on WTOP.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Mr. Woodfork. As always, 316 on WTOP. You're waking up to 32 degrees in our nation's capital. Some light snow falling in parts of the area. The complete forecast in just one minute. This is WTOP News. A warning this morning from the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, to stop using a certain brand of eye drops after a deadly bacterial outbreak took place. At least 50 people were told have been infected. One person has died and at least three have permanent vision loss because of this. Most of the patients reported using Esri Care artificial tears before getting sick. The CDC has not definitely traced the drops to the eye infections, but it does recommend people stop using them until it finishes its full investigation. The toy company Mattel has created a brand new Barbie doll with a health issue, part of what the company calls its power of representation. She's a Barbie girl with scoliosis. The new Chelsea doll has spine curvature and a blue back brace that's removable. The small doll wears a removable pink dress with colorful print and white shoes and has brunette hair with waves. Mattel says it worked with a board-certified neurosurgeon and specialist in children's complex spinal disorders. The six-inch doll is on Mattel's website for $7.99. Matt Piper, CBS News. Mattel says Chelsea is Barbie's little sister. The top stories we're following on WTOP for you this Wednesday morning. A D.C. government worker is charged officially now this week with murder after shooting 13-year-old Karan Blake. Police say that the teen pled for his life after being caught breaking into cars. Five boys locally at a Northern Virginia high school need medical attention. One in critical condition this morning after a drug overdose Tuesday morning this week. And we're learning about another FBI search for classified papers apparently connected to President Joe Biden. This one happened months ago. Stay tuned. You're listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Good Wednesday morning, February 1st, 318. Over to Rich Hunter. All right, if you're traveling southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway inside the Beltway, heads up is for you. Right now, the crash is southbound over top of US 50. For the moment, they've got all lanes blocked there as a result of a crash involving one overturned. Fire and rescue still on scene. Uh, so if you are not being diverted, and I believe you are now being diverted... 
Uh, stick with New York Avenue. Do not try to continue on the 295 and down to Kenilworth Avenue, DC 295. You'll be sitting in stop traffic as a result. I have a couple of our listeners who are just behind the crash, and so they're waiting to get by. More than likely, you're going to squeeze by a single file right once they release traffic. But for now, everybody stops south on the parkway. If you're coming inbound on 50 to exit on to DC 295, you should be okay. It looks like you're going to get on beyond the crash scene. But be careful nonetheless. You may find yourself stopped there. So, again, you may want to just stick with New York Avenue at this point. We don't have a good visual of that. Uh, so just be aware that could be a possibility. Now, in Northwest... Still have the closure of the northbound lanes of Connecticut Avenue, Calorama Road, right near the intersection as a result of a crash, and traffic was being redirected through the side streets around the closure. Thanks to players like you, the Maryland Lottery's first 50 years have been golden. So we're celebrating with our new gold multiplier scratch-offs for over $41 million in total cash prizes. Please play responsibly. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking some rain and snow across parts of the area. Not expecting a lot, but they will produce wet roads early on your Wednesday morning. For, for the morning rush hour, please give yourself plenty of extra time. Not worried about too much in the way of ice. Temperatures should remain above freezing in most locations. But heads up to the north and west. Things could be a little slick. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 33 degrees in Upper Marlboro in Centerville as well. We are at 32 now in our nation's capital. This check brought to you 3 a.m. hour on WTOP Wednesday morning, February 1st by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted. Same day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Coming up this early half hour on WTOP for you. Deaths on Fairfax County roads. What the numbers show on Kate Ryan. Hi there. It's Scott from Pentatonics. So from the beginning of our journey in music, the foundation has been music education. It's so incredibly important that we continue to show kids the importance of music in our schools, in our homes, and even in the car. Music is such a powerful expression of emotion and individuality, and we are responsible for keeping the love for music alive. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Distracted driving, drunk driving, speeding. Locally, Fairfax County Police trying to address all of those things after a deadly 2022. Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis offered a bit of good news based on a look at county data. Our DWI fatalities are at a five-year low. But Deputy Chief Bob Blakesley told Fairfax County supervisors... High speeds and distracted driving are a significant factor in the increase in fatal crashes. 44 people died on Fairfax County roads in 2022. That's the highest number of traffic-related deaths since 2018. Police say they're working with area schools on traffic safety. This month, Two teenage girls died and one was seriously injured in a crash on Lee Chapel Road. Police say their investigation shows the car hit a speed of 100 miles an hour before the crash. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Right ahead then, Boeing delivering its last 747 jumbo jet. Boeing has bid farewell to an icon. It's delivered its final 747 jumbo jet, which was delivered to Atlas Air. Desi Evans, a retired Boeing worker who worked on the first 747, said this was his first reaction. And so when they arrived, of course, we were just mesmerized by looking at the size of it. I mean, 
they just blew our minds. Since it debuted in 1969, the 747 has served as a cargo plane, a commercial aircraft capable of carrying nearly 500 passengers, and the Air Force One presidential aircraft. It revolutionized international travel. But over the past 15 years, Boeing and its European rival Airbus have introduced more profitable and fuel-efficient wide-body planes. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Speaking of travel, two major car insurance companies we heard this morning will apparently no longer cover some older model Hyundai and Kia vehicles. The car manufacturers say Progressive and State Farm say they're dropping coverage because of a lack of anti-theft features for the vehicles. Social media posts had revealed how some Hyundai and Kia cars could be started without using a key. A Kia spokesman says the coverage ban affects certain 2011 through 21 models that have a steel key that you can use to start the car. A Hyundai spokesman contacted by USA Today did not say which model years were affected. We'll have to stay tuned for that one. Meantime, windshield issues with nearly 2 million Ford Explorers are in the sights of federal safety regulator. The government has opened a preliminary investigation looking at nearly 1.9 million Explorers. No word if it's going to lead to a recall. There have been 164 complaints of trim coming off at highway speeds. That could present a danger to other motorists, pedestrians, and those on bicycles and motorcycles. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. WTOP on your Wednesday morning at 325. Money News at 25 and 55, a preview of your business day this Wednesday, February 1st on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street has a tough act to follow after starting 2023 with a solid January gain, despite worries that the economy may be close to recession. All of the major averages rose 1% or more yesterday, with the Nasdaq leading the way. For the month, the Nasdaq climbed 10.7%. The S&P was up 6.2%. The Dow added 2.8%. It'll be a nervous start to the day as investors await the Fed's latest interest rate decision. Expectations call for a quarter percent increase. The market will be listening closely for hints of what officials may do as the year goes on. FedEx is looking to weed out its worst-performing delivery contractors in an effort to boost efficiency. A new system will rank them like Olympic medal winners. Gold and silver rankings are fine. Those scoring a bronze rating on measures of service, safety, and customer experience could lose their service areas. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. This message is for Karina. Our mom will finish her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Emmedith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard on 